0: Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central.
1: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you, you need. need. Your Tech Life, with Trevor Long.
0: And hello and welcome. Thank you for listening to Your Tech Life episode 228 stacks to talk about got a few calls tonight on a few ra- a range of things uh, we're going to talk uh, mobile plans which also came up this week on the radio quite interestingly uh, i don't know if that's related but uh, maybe it's travel season again i i seem to get these calls about you know what to do overseas when everyone's starting to plan their travel is that what's happening Are we always already planning travel um anyway we shall we shall find out um Interestingly, also, uh, integrating technology. How do you operate with Android and iOS in your home? Can they work well together? Uh, and a little Aussie company doing something that lots of other companies seem to be doing globally. Well, not lots, but certainly there are some big players in this space. Uh, has just done a very big deal with a, another global company. And I, I think you'll be surprised by this story. And it involved music and mobile phones and tablets. So I'll talk to the Aussie boss of that company shortly. It's all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. Tell you about their products uh, soon. Plus, the kids' tablet from Samsung. Uh, the Moshi iPhone cover, which may make your iPhone look like a Samsung Galaxy phone. It's a very interesting little cover, and maybe I'm surprised that this hasn't been done before. And uh, Apple's new CarPlay. What does it mean? Um, what, what does it mean for the car industry? What does it mean for consumers? What does it mean for radio? What does it mean for the future of radio? Very interesting question. Uh, lots of people are trying to, um, to uh, answer that. I think I have some of the answers, given the amount of work I do with cars as well, reviewing cars and things. So I think I can cross those boundaries and and try and help you understand. So Apple's CarPlay, tell you more about that shortly. As I say, all thanks to the good people at Garmin. And uh, if you've got a question, a problem, or any issue with technology that you want to have a chat about, you want to talk about the digital TV retune that's happening in Sydney soon and across the country, what does it mean? Why is it happening? Uh, any question about technology in your life, just go to the website, EFTM, EFTM, uh, or yourtechlife.com, uh, EFTM.com.au, or you can call 1-800-157-157. Um, very interesting times in the world of technology, and I'm here to help. My name's Trevor Long. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long, twitter.com forward slash Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, the name of the show, my name, Trevor Long. You can go to the website, uh, yourtechlife.com or eftm.com.au. You can tweet me at Trevor Long, whatever it might be. Uh, just get in touch, questions, problems, anything you like about technology. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Andrew.
2: G'day, Trevor. How are you?
0: Good, mate. What can I do for you?
2: Um, I, At your recommendation, I went and bought the Nighthawk... AC1900, smart smart Wi-Fi router. and uh, (laughs) My
0: recommendation.
2: (laughs) Yes, well, I've heard you uh, speak so highly about it on on both your podcasts. I'm looking uh, at the
0: beautiful little thing here sitting in front of me flashing away. I just think there's something about the fact that technology now involves design as well as just do. You know what I mean? Like the fact that it's just such a beautiful looking thing gets me as much as its awesome power. So
2: what's it like? (laughs) Well, I'm looking at it too, but unfortunately, mine's still in the box. Ah, um, that's not good. My wife won't let me open it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is that? Unfo- unfortunately, and this is this is my mistake. Um, I, I did a bit of research on it, but forgot the the, the um, obvious thing that it uh, wasn't a modem as well.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh and and uh, so now I'm left. Oh, and we our, our modem. We've got an old Billion Voip modem, which is about ten years old. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an old G gauge thing. So I so I either I've got two choices. I either need to replace the modem or replace the Nighthawk with something else that's also a modem. Well, um, well, and, I, and I know there's the Nighthawk uh, yeah. AC. Uh, sorry, sixty-three hundred. Yeah, but yeah. my review. I looked at a few reviews, and it, I mean it's supposed to be quite good, but everyone says the Nighthawk's a lot better.
0: Look, the, there's no doubt. I mean, I've I've used probably every Netgear router. Um, as they've upgraded them along the way, and I've had several Netgear modem routers, and you know the Nighthook is without a doubt the the, the best router, wireless uh, router I've had in in a very very long time. So the the kicker is that's what you want in your home. There's no doubt. Now what, let's just let's go back a step. What 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 is your connectivity issue right now? Forget the Wi-Fi. Have you got anything plugged into that old billion modem?
2: uh no so no. everything's
0: wireless yeah Uh, yes and do you have an uh, do you have anything you could plug into it into the back of it and just connect directly to the internet using it
2: um
0: anything such as like a computer with a with a network cable
2: uh possibly um, so the thing is
0: a... the thing is whatever you 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 almost you summed up almost perfectly your options you you either need to get rid of the nighthawk and get a better modem router uh or i think you said get a new modem and therefore replace the, the one you've got now a new modem isn't expensive you're looking at i mean i'm looking at a netgear one on the on the harris technology website website for 68 dollars. so they're reasonably uh-huh. cheap but you've just shelled out 320 bucks so i get that that's you know that's another 70 bucks right but a $70 brand-new ADSL 2 Plus modem is uh, is all you need to get that thing working. However, your existing billion modem, uh, if it is still performing well in terms of the ADSL, uh, you, you just leave it there. Just plug the Nighthawk into that. Oh, okay. So right. so what you do is, if you've got the, the smarts, and that it's, it's sometimes very hard, I'll admit that, but if you can log into the... Um, into the administration interface of that billion modem and disable the wireless function on it, then so wow. it'll it'll stop putting out a Wi-Fi network because you don't need it to. And then if possible, um, you want to find an option in there to turn it into bridge mode because it's just be, going to become a modem bridge. It doesn't actually need to do any routing at all, but it's not required that you do that. I've done it many a time without doing that then you simply plug your Nighthawk router into the PowerPoint and plug it directly. The internet port of the Nighthawk router goes into the modem and bingo, you're online. Ah, fantastic. I have a funny feeling, Andrew, that within 10 minutes of this phone call, you'll have that little baby out of the box.
2: (laughs) Yes, well, my wife's not home yet, so I'm just wondering if I can get it all hooked up before she does get home.
0: And and she'll notice. Is there a room in the house that doesn't get the best coverage?
2: Yeah, our, our kitchen's pretty bad uh, wow. for, for for getting anything. Yeah, the
0: first place to check. And what sort of devices do you have these days?
2: Um, well, the only the only one I've got that's an AC uh, device is my my iPad Mini. Yep. Um And um, we've got plenty of iPads and iPhones and things. Um, but uh, yeah, I you'll mean, notice guess, the uh,
0: difference straight away.
2: Yeah. Because if nothing else, the range is supposed to be a lot better. Well, um, if, if, old, if your
0: old one's are a G, um, all of your devices will be N, and you'll get better speed and range just from the N component of the Nighthawk without even worrying about the AC. And oh, your, right. your iPad mini will get better, better performance because of the AC. So there's, so there's two reasons to keep the Nighthawk and plug it into the Billion. The first one is wireless N. That itself is an upgrade. And then the second one is AC, and the third reason is is beamforming. It does better distribution of the wireless signal because it finds the devices and sends the signal directly to the devices as opposed to just sending it out aimlessly into the ether. Um, All I would recommend that you do is, is exactly that. Just plug it in, get it going, but disable the wireless on the Billion if you can, just so that you don't have the distraction of the networks. And you could also, if you're smart, you could actually give the, the Nighthawk, you could change the wireless name and password to be exactly the same as the one you've currently got so that you don't have to reconnect all your devices. But it's probably not a bad thing to, to create a new one with a better security code and everything. And then just monitor the speed that you get from your ADSL, um, you know, because if that old thing's not performing the best 70 bucks, you know, new modem, Bob's your uncle.
2: Fantastic. All right. Excellent, Trevor. Well, thank you very Quick, much. Quick before the wife gets home. <laughs> yes, I'm
0: going to. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for getting in touch.
2: Thanks very much for your help.
0: Good on you, mate. And you can get in touch as well if you've got a question, uh, like Andrew, about anything technology. Just go to the website eftm.com.au. something that makes me really happy and I'm genuine about this Um, logging onto iTunes and seeing the ratings and reviews that people give this show uh, it's a 5 star rated show nearly a 100 people have submitted uh, ratings and comments on the show and it really helps um, because the interesting thing about iTunes is the ratings, the rankings helps other people discover programs like this so I would would literally plead with you I would ask you uh, from the bottom of my heart if you haven't already done it, jump onto iTunes. On your phone, you can do it in the podcast app, I think. Uh, just go to the store within the podcast app. Uh, but certainly, on your PC or Mac, open up iTunes, go to the iTunes store, go to podcast, search for Your Tech Life, find me, say g'day, but simply by clicking a star rating. Look, obviously, I would, um, I would hope for five stars. Um, I think I, I try pretty hard. Um, you know, really, uh, whatever you like. I don't mind if it's four. Look, if it was... Th- to one through three, I'd, I'd like to think you'd sent me an email and said, "Listen, lift your game, you know, come on, mate." Um, but otherwise, I'd like to think that I'm I'm a five or, or four four plus maybe I don't know. Um, but yeah, submit a rating uh, and then write a little few words. You don't have to use your own name; you can just make a, a an alias up. Uh, the last uh, written review though was in September last year. Brian Wallum, uh, always enjoy listening. Great stories, good help, good job. Thank you, Brian. Um. Uh, show you. Oh yes, I'm not going to read that out. But um, thank you for that great name. Uh, and a nice comment there, Angel Spice, BT Boffin. Lots of lots of great uh, comments there. Um, can't see anything negative. That's good. Yeah, that's good. All good. Trevor is a tech guru. Well worth listening if you're a tech head looking or looking for advice. So that's very nice. That's all I ask. Is a nice little um. Nice little g'day, something that'll help other people discover the show and perhaps think about why to to listen because that's what people do—they go to the, the iTunes Store and they they look for look for shows and um, this is how we discover stuff. So do send me uh, send me a rating via the iTunes Store. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, I can't reward you specifically for it because uh, unless I I have a copy and know your name and all that kind of thing, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't bribe you. I just ask you nicely um so do uh to submit a comment got i have got let me just share with you and not, this is not linked to, to my request for reviews I've got some great products to give away um very 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 soon um I've got some really really cool stuff from logitech for your car um if you are interested in those they'll come soon plus i sitting i'm looking at the other corner of the studio uh where I keep stuff this big pile of things. Uh, 3D printers there, what am I going to do with that? Um, uh, there is uh, uh, three boxes from a very large international global conglomerate. In fact, they were mentioned, or will be mentioned on this week's show. Uh, and the, the prizes, the, the products there will become prizes, and I think we're talking over $2,000 worth of value. So, stay listening. I'm going to try and get that happening. Will it be within March? I'll start the comp. So I need to think about hmm, how to let you enter. But some very cool prizes. And it's always worth following myself, following at EFTM, and following at Your Tech Life on Twitter, because I like to throw prizes out randomly every now and then too on Twitter. So another reason to follow me on Twitter, and another reason just to, just to five-star this show. iTunes is the app. Podcasts is the place. Ratings is what we want. Thanks for listening. Um, let's keep going with the show. Yeah, thank you for listening to Your Tech Life, the name of the show. My name's Trevor Long. You can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Let's go back to the phones. G'day, Mark.
3: Uh, hello, Trevor. What can I do for you, mate? Uh, look, uh, we, we had a question uh, regarding trying to integrate our uh, uh, devices at home, mm-hmm. uh, mainly laptops and uh mobiles.
0: What yeah. um, what do, what do, do you mean by that? integration? What are you what are you missing or what are you looking for?
3: Uh we we want the devices to talk to uh each other. Uh so my wife uh has some Apple devices and um uh an Apple mobile and uh a Mac laptop. Um I have a Samsung mobile and uh just a, a PC laptop. Yep and uh they don't really talk to each other very much, so uh we'd like to i mean I guess when uh, one of one of the issues we've had is trying to sort of synchronize calendars and the calendar that will talk to each other sure. and uh, uh, also whenever we have um, various bits of uh software that we try to plug in uh, they just tend, they have to work in different ways on the different yeah. devices, so it's just I've got an opportunity for work to try and uh, maybe uh, change the devices that I have
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and uh, so the question is uh, am I obliged to try and get some Apple products as well or could I get away with some uh, PC platform type devices um, which will happen to talk to the Apple devices.
0: So what I would say to you is, let's leave the calendar to second, because that's maybe an easier one to fix. The bigger question is in a household having multiple um, ecosystems, call one Google and one Apple, is the the multiple buying of things. So in my house, um, I'm unashamedly an Apple house because when I buy a song or a new app, uh, we you know pay a dollar for it or five dollars, whatever it might be. My wife can get it as well for the, and we don't have to pay for it again. We have the one iTunes account, and we, we all own the same stuff. It's a really great way to ensure that you don't multiple purchase things that you don't really need to multiple purchase. Um, so that, that is one real um, reason to share a platform. There's no doubt about that. Now, music doesn't have to be that way because you could have an iTunes account on your computer, you could buy your music in there, and you could synchronize your Samsung device um, Samsung has software that will read your playlists in iTunes and allow you to keep that music and, and move it over to your, to your phone. So it's not world-ending if it's just music, but certainly with apps, there is a double-buy that's required to make software work on both uh, an iPhone and an Android phone. Does that make sense?
3: Sure. So, um, I mean, as an example, I do have iTunes on, on my uh PC laptop, so that yep. works fine. That's, uh, that's and have no you problem. been able to synchronize
0: your um, your iTunes music library onto your Samsung phone?
3: Uh, I have actually, yes. So that's that's worked out fine. But of course, we can't double up our uh, iTunes libraries because my wife's got a pre-existing one on her devices. So. They're well, mutually they're, exclusive. You, you can well, maybe, maybe they're not. Maybe no, they're well, not. that's yeah, the thing, we a thing. You
0: can it, every piece of music you own is just a file. It's just a an MP4 or an AAC. It's just a file, and if you were to spend some time putting all those files into one portable hard drive, for example, and then importing all of those songs into your iTunes library, they'll all work because they're just files. And these days, when you buy songs on iTunes, even there's no what they call digital rights management. It's just, it's just a file. You can own it, and, and it's not associated with an iTunes name. So you certainly can do that. And, and even if that was a problem, you could say that from this day forward, all the songs we buy are shared and those kind of things. So it's not a lost cause for sure. So I, I would continue to pursue that in terms of the music. Um, I think you can, you can definitely integrate your media collections, uh, no matter what device you have, iPhone, Android, Apple, or Mac. Apple or PC? Um, the the uh, sorry, the calendar question is is I think very easy. Do you have Gmail addresses at
3: all? Well, we do. So we, I mean, that was uh, one thing that I assumed would be easier to integrate. But mm. um, uh, as a default, my wife's Apple devices tend to go to Apple type applications. Yeah. Um, so I, guess so sort, so sort of take that I live and breathe Gmail.
0: Okay. I, I, everything I do lives through Gmail. All of my mail, all my calendaring goes through Gmail. And here's how I operate. Now, I don't want a shared calendar with my wife, and, and nor does she. But what we do is we invite each other to things. So if I have an event, um, so I'm going to see John Farnham next Thursday night, and I've put in my calendar, John Farnham, Acer Arena, and I've invited her to that uh, appointment and I've just said Trevor at John Farnham and so when she looks at her calendar she'll see that I'm at John Farnham that night if she's got a play date or um, you know a, an event on or her exercise class every monday night she puts it in her diary and says Amanda's exercise class and she invites me to that appointment and that then appears in my diary uh, and it's a really great way of just knowing what each other's up to and sharing the things that you want to share or the things that are going to clash and it's how we Work out if we've got anything on on the weekend. So you don't, you we don't share a calendar. We just invite each other to things. Now your Android phone should integrate Gmail beautifully um, with the with the iPhone. You can add a Gmail account into the system, and your Gmail calendar will show up in the normal Apple calendar application, and your Gmail email will appear in the Mail application as well.
3: Fair enough. So maybe that's the answer. So as a segue yeah. to sort of coming full circle to. Uh, sharing media, Hmm. uh, you mentioned uh, about uh, maybe using a hard disk to try and uh, import uh, various songs and then put them on our respective devices. Just for that first... uh, uh, Yep, go on. So the other question I had was about how hard would it be or do you have any advice regarding cloud accounts and specifically what kind of cloud account would be useful. So, say, if we both have Gmail accounts, is there a, a Google-type cloud that it'd be easiest to put our mutual documents in yep. or something different altogether, perhaps?
0: I, um, I've i wavered with, with the cloud in terms of files. I used Dropbox for a very long time, but I've started using the Google Drive. Now, the main reason I, I'm using the Google Drive is because the storage that I pay for on my Gmail account also flows over to my Google Drive account. Uh, When I'm attaching files in my email, I can very easily attach a file that's already in my Google Drive and not have to upload it. So there's a real synergy there. Um, So I think if you've both got Gmail accounts, it seems logical to go with Google Drive, which is what it's called, um, which is their cloud service. But when it comes to your music, that big bulk of library, I wouldn't even think about putting that in the cloud yourself. What I would do is... Uh, personally, I recommend putting all of your music into iTunes first. And Once you've got all your collection in there, then sign up on one of your iTunes accounts. So you pick which one is going to be your long-term iTunes account. And on that account, you sign up to iTunes Match. It's $35 a year. And what happens is it spends a long time um, reading your library, uploading your library into Apple servers. And from that point on, as long as you maintain that subscription, Every song you own, whether you bought it off Apple, whether you bought it on CD and imported into iTunes, every song is available in your iTunes account, on an iPhone, uh, on Apple TV, and if it's on your iTunes account, you can synchronise it with your Android phone.
3: Okay, and you mentioned Dropbox before, so I mean, we've certainly come across that previously. Uh, you know, previously. The, the one reason so I love Dropbox,
0: a- the Dropbox has a really good piece of software that you install on your PC or Mac, and it, they become a folder in your computer, uh, you can do this with Google Drive as well, but I just thought Dropbox was a little bit easier in this regard and that means then you just have a folder called Dropbox and it's just like using it as a normal folder on your computer and a very cool can way. Folders
3: within folders. If yeah, you,
0: if within the Dropbox folder life. you can create a heap of different folders. Yeah, and you're only limited by space. And you can buy more Fair of much.
3: that. I mean, it wouldn't be a great number of files, it's just, Question of organising some information. So. Yeah,
0: I think um, I think once you, once you kick it off with a basic account, add some folders in there, one for you, one for your wife, and then one shared and stuff like that, you'll, um, you'll find that sharing files via Dropbox is a very, very cool way to go.
3: So, ultimately, there's probably no problem for the different devices to really talk to each other. You know,
0: other I'd hate to think that you had to have an Apple iPhone just because of your situation. I think it's... Let me put it this way. There's no doubt it would be easier. If you had iPhones, Macs, everyone had the same thing, no doubt. But it's not a huge leap for someone with a small amount of knowledge like yourself to um, to get a little bit of uh, integration happening and, and you can have whatever device you want, mate.
3: Sure thing. Isn't all right? right, that sounds great. No worries at all, mate. Or... Good
0: luck. Let me know how you go and, uh, and thanks for getting in touch. Very good. Okay, thanks very much. Good, good on you, mate. And uh, and you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, if you love your golf, you have to be considering the GPS technology that can help you out. Uh, The Approach G8 is a product I want you to look at from Garmin. This is sleek. Lighter, sleeker, smarter. This is a three-inch color, multi-touch display, tough, durable, preloaded with 30,000 international golf courses, Uh, Plays like distance gives golfers distances to target, adjusted for uphill and downhill shots. Smart notification allows you also to receive email, text alerts on your handheld uh, linked to your smartphone. The pin pointer tells you where the pin is, even if you can't see it. And automatic Wi-Fi course updates with no fees or subscriptions. So this little baby is the most feature-packed handheld Garmin has to offer in the approach range for golfers. Uh, with some great features, as I've mentioned there. Um, for easier viewing, big numbers mode increases the font, back, the front, back, and center distances. Um, more scorecard options. Getting on the green, they're helping you up there because of pin view. You've got the Garmin Golf community connect with. It is all there. And this is this thing's beautiful. Very slim, sleek little thing. Beautiful color screen. Worth checking out. The Approach G8 and the the whole Approach range of products at Garmin.com.au Ranging from watches all the way through to the handhelds G3, G6, G7 and G8 Check them out at Garmin.com.au It might sound crazy one- to 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 beating along with that. I do tap my foot maybe even sing in my head. I enjoy it. I think it's cool. Bit of fun. Now I wrote about on EFTM this week a very cool new smartphone cover for the iPhone 5 uh and 5s. This is the touch sensitive sense cover from Moshi. Now Moshi do quality. They everything they make is very nice. Um this is not at all a cheap quality product. You're looking at about 60 bucks in stores, so it is affordable in terms of price. But it's very cool. Uh, intricately engineered, Mossy Sense Cover is a unique case with a touch-sensitive cover that offers complete front and backside protection for your iPhone. But the hybrid leatherette front cover is embedded with proprietary Sense Array pads that allow to answer and talk on the phone without having to open the cover. So, complete protection, because it's got a strong hard shell and plus the front cover. And it's got where, where you normally, normally slide your finger across, right? When the cover's closed, there's like a little gap there, which has got these sensor pads in it, which you can still slide your finger across and still open it up. Plus, up the top, you'll find a little window where you can see through to the screen so you can see what the time is, perhaps who's calling. And you'll recognize that from, for example, the Samsung Galaxy S4 covers. Had that cool feature on a lot of the Samsung covers now have that, so I actually like this. I think it's pretty cool. 60 bucks protecting the screen so it doesn't get scratched too much. Uh, comes in kind of a goldish look and a metal slate look. Um, I, re- I think it's very cool. So, check it out. I put a video that the Moshi team have, uh, I put that on eftm.com.au. Brushed titanium and steel black are the colors, as they call them. Um, but well worth a look if you're uh, if you're a cover fanatic for your phone. Uh, the Moshi Sense Cover. Uh, if it's not in retail now, it'll be coming very soon. Uh, and check it out. Kind of a JB. Uh, big retail areas would be the people to ask. And it, this is the thing. If you ask retailers about products and you ask enough and enough people ask, oh, they'll track the product down. They'll start stocking it. Don't you worry. Uh, they make money on these things. Absolutely. All right. You're listening to Your Tech Life. My name's Trevor Long. Uh, get in touch anytime. EFTM.com.au. Now you may have read and seen things about Apple's new in-car technology called CarPlay. This is pretty cool. Uh, Apple announced it one of their big keynotes, you know, a good year ago, or more, possibly two. Uh, I think they call it hands-free or eyes-free Siri eyes-free, uh, which was going to they were going to work with car manufacturers. There was going to be a button on the on the steering wheel. It would initiate Siri and you'd be able to control your phone from the steering wheel. Great idea. Somewhat possible already in a lot of cars. So I drive drive a lot of cars as I review them for EFTM. And it's not not an unusual thing to be able to press a button and kind of talk to your phone. Uh, So I think Apple maybe realized that they were one step uh, alongside the car manufacturers already. And they had to go one step further. And so what they've done is a really deep integration with... Um the help of the car manufacturers now there is a um there's a video which I'll put on e f t m soon from Volvo which tries to show the um the application and look essentially what happens is you've got your normal kind of touch screen situation in um in in the dashboard you know your your entertainment unit is probably touch screen already these days. When you plug your phone in, a whole new world becomes available. So it basically becomes a second screen for your iPhone. iPhone 5S, 5C and 5, so lightning. And apps that are on your phone become available on the CarPlay. Now, not all apps, just some. So the music app, the maps app, messaging app, phone app, um, and selected other third party apps so they're talking stitcher spotify those kind of things and it's interesting because which apps go in and i think that's more about how those apps you know sign up to the regulations around uh, what's required to make an in car version it looks awesome you press a button on the messaging you could send and receive messages by dictating them and it'll read them out so it's all you know eyes on the road kind of stuff the mapping comes from the phone uh, your listings come through the phone, so it's all kind of live and updated. So there's a real advantage to using your phone as the brains for your in-car infotainment system, um, because your phone's updated all the time. Your car gets updated rarely, if ever. You know, I got a Holden Commodore, which um, has their IQ Series 2, which is very nice, but it could be updated. It's just be software. It's you know, they could they could change it. But they haven't because, you know, I guess they just got to be careful with updating things and then being responsible for it. Whereas this, it's your phone, people. You you break it, your problem. Now, I'm looking forward to this. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great integration. But let's be clear. It's not the death of radio, which I work in the radio circle, so I see this a lot. People saying, what does this mean for radio? It's not the death of radio. It's just the growth of in-car entertainment. Now, for example, Holden. Here in Australia, little old Holden, they have a system called MyLink. Now, it is slightly different in different cars, but in the brand new Commodore, in the cheap little Barina, you have this touchscreen infotainment system, is what they call it. It controls your, perhaps even your climate control and things like that. But at the very least, it has volume buttons and different things like, you know, those kind of obvious controls. And what's even more silly about it, the concern that people have about the future of radio is that the Holden MyLink system already has what they call smartphone link. Smartphone link, when you touch that link, takes you to another screen, which is all grayed out and doesn't work unless you plug in a phone. And you plug in a phone that has the correct apps on it, all right? So uh, smartphone link works this way. If you have the new Holden Barina and it has TuneIn Radio and Stitcher as available apps, okay? Uh, If you you don't have those apps on your phone, uh, they're just grayed out. You can't use them in the car. But if those apps are in your phone, then they become active on the dashboard. You can touch them, and you can control them all through your touchscreen on the dashboard, not... The phone itself. And it's a really nice integration of it. So that's all we're talking about here. We're not talking about completely ripping out the in-car system and replacing it with Apple's. It's just a feature of it. Now, this is not an Apple system that Holden have. It's a General Motors system that they've developed. And they're working with companies to build apps that integrate, just like Ford is. All the companies are dealing with app developers for app integration. All Apple's doing is being kind of a, a, a part of that space, and probably offering a, an interesting option, possibly cheaper, for uh, car manufacturers. So you know, not rocket science. Um, it's it's not the end of the world. It's just a really nice possible feature for uh, for for your new car. So check it out. Uh, Apple CarPlay is what it's called, and it's coming to cars in 2014, and. Um, let me know what you think. I'm looking forward to reviewing such a car. It'll be a while, though, I would suspect. Um, Trevor Long on Your Tech Life. You can get in touch. Just go to the website, EFTM.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your
1: Tech life. life with Trevor
0: Long. And thank you for listening. To your Tech Life, the name of the show. My name is Trevor Long. You can go to the website, EFTM.com.au. Get in touch. Questions about technology, problems with technology, doesn't matter what it is, anything in your life. Get in touch. Say good day. Now, um,. Sometimes I get information that uh, that I can digest easily. Sometimes I've heard of companies, sometimes I haven't. And I have to admit, uh, I've not heard of this organization before, but it is an Aussie-founded organization. It is going from strength to strength, and they've just done a deal with Lenovo. Now, Lenovo, big company. I love their um, their notebooks. The ThinkPad Ultrabooks are a massive fan of. The Yoga Tablet, a very nice little device. And, hey, they just bought Motorola, so... They're going places. So when Little Aussie Guevara Music Service does a big deal, uh, Scott Hamilton, General Manager, is on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing?
4: Good, mate. How are you?
0: This is, uh, this is very exciting. Uh, now, you are, let's go back a step here because I'm an idiot. Uh, Aussie Music Streaming Service. Now, streaming music, if someone says that to me, I think Spotify, RDO. Um, I used to think Deezer, but they've pulled out of Australia. So it's a, it's a hugely com- competitive space. How has Guevara popped up in Australia, and how is it being successful in such a marketplace?
4: Yeah, good question. The thing is that um, the Australian marketplace is very competitive and a really good place for international brands to test their product in small markets where mistakes don't really make too much of an impact. What we have done is recognise the fact that Australians love music, we recognise the fact that Australians love local music and we're really keen to, um, to build a brand based around Australians love of music and take that local cultural feel for music global um, and uh, this partnership certainly allows us to do that.
0: Right, so how many people, roughly, because you, you wouldn't go through every number, but how many people using Gavera in Australia?
4: We've got, as of uh, yesterday, in fact, we've got just over 750,000 members, so that's people that have actually signed up for the service. Uh, we've had many iterations and developments uh, over the last 12 months of the product, so we've had almost... I would say we've probably had over a million downloads of the app yeah, in yep. that time if you include updates and all that sort of stuff, but let's just stick with the membership numbers. Um, and on that, um, averaging at the moment, uh, about 70 minutes a day uh, wow. average user time. So it's, it's incredible. It's uh, I mentioned... Um, To a couple of people today that the amount of work that's gone in from the team in the Australian business, the team that we rebuilt at the start of last year to Mm. ensure that we could jump into this mobile space and provide a product for music on the go that was truly allowing people to access their music anywhere they wanted to at any given time and wasn't forcing them to subscribe like a lot of those international competitors you just mentioned. Mm. We thought, okay, we've got a model here that can work. We've got a model that can break a user's sessions down into 20-minute blocks and over that period of time, we can serve enough ads to them without interrupting their experience too much. But it'd be enough to pay for us to have run a profitable business mm-hmm. and allow them to access music without having to go onto a subscription service if they didn't want to. So um, so
0: what is your model? What is the model for the consumer? If I go to Guevara, which is G-U-V-E-R-A dot com, and I want to listen to music, well, I just sign up with my social account or something like that, and then I can just listen to music or and it's just ad-supported?
4: That's exactly right, it's, um You can jump on there. You can, you can register online or you can jump into the App Store, in the Android Store, Google Play, mm. or in the, uh, the Apple Store and download the app uh, and watch this space because you'll be able to download it on Windows Phone pretty soon as well. Uh, lots, lots of promises there about that phone, so we're looking forward <laughs> to that. Um, and you can download it and jump on there instantly. You can sign up through your social account or you can sign up by uh, just registering your email address, uh, your age and your, and your name, and that's it. So, what's
0: your? Is there a point of difference? Because that's the that's the kicker in this space. Often is, uh, you know, it's either size of music library or some sort of algorithmic, you know, or personally curated uh, difference. How do how do you sell the thing if you've got a mate, uh, you're at a dinner party with, and he says, "Ah, oh, mate, I use Spotify or I use Arty or something like that."
4: Yeah, the elevator pitch. Yeah. yeah. I think it it really comes down to the fact of do you want music? Do you want it on the go? And do you want to have a choice on how you access it? And the fact is, is that we're the only competitor in this marketplace, the only business in this marketplace that allows you to access music any type of music you want, build your own playlist, share your music and have it ad funded. That's the whole thing is that our competitors will say to you that you can get on there and you can use the product. But some of the products that they have, majority of them, actually you can only stream for a certain amount of time. Right. You can only listen to a certain amount of tracks before you have to have an ad. If you are subscribing to the product, you don't see any ads at all and we're all pretty similar in that regard. But we're the only one that allows you to build your own playlist, to have a fully interactive and immersive experience. And we're the only one that actually rewards their users for being on the platform. So we've worked very, very closely with the the record labels to build up a very, very strong relationship with them. Whereas now what we can do is uh, we're working towards doing exclusive partnerships and and opportunities for our customers. Our, Our strategy is pretty much this, Trevor. We're about educating the users with news and music PR through our exclusive uh, partnership with a company called Music Feeds. They're Australia's biggest independent music news site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, edu- we entertain our users with the latest content. We made a very, very strong decision last year to terminate our partnership with our previous provider uh, and go with a business called Omniphone that are the world's uh, largest provider of streaming content. Uh, and they stream all of our content for us. We plug into them through the cloud um, and it provides instant access to as much music as our, as our users want. Um, and then our third part is reward. Reward is all about giving back to our customers. Actually, we're not about scale. We're not about building the biggest product in the world. What we are about is providing a product that people can use, people can enjoy, and they actually get rewarded for using the product. So last month, we gave the top 10% of our users three free downloads. Uh, I can't tell you what's coming up next, but there's some really exciting stuff we've got coming up in partnership with the labels. And it's um, it's it's pretty. It's, I think it's, it's all about recognising the fact that music is something that people love. Music is something that people like to be engaged with. And if you've got a product that is actually easy to use, uh, that people like using and has all the content as a reliable service, I think you're onto a winning strategy.
0: Now, before I get on to this news from today, just help me with this reward thing because I'm I'm hearing this a little bit and I've signed up and I've got available download zero. What does a download mean? Does that mean I download to own and keep or is that just a download so that I can use it offline?
4: So you can download and you can keep that file you can keep that product. So if you are in a top 10% of our users this month, you get three downloads and you can use those downloads and you can keep that music. We pay for that music.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, it's it's just such a really interesting space to me because we all love music in some way, shape or form. And uh, I guess it's just about, often it's probably about which one you come across first or which one satisfies you because a lot of people will be burnt by their first experience quite potentially, I
4: would think in this space. I think that's a fair assessment. I think uh, a lot of people, and the funniest thing is technology moves so fast, probably mm-hmm. know more than I would. Technology moves so quickly. I've worked in the media landscape for the last 18 years in Australia, and I started off on PC Week magazine in 1993, I think it was. And during that time, I've seen it just gone from, you know, I was laughing about local area networks the other day and wide area networks. and <laughs> Technology moves so quickly. And if you've got a product that is actually able to move and, and grow and and work with people's demands and people's requests for, for a product that suits their lifestyle, then I think you're onto a good thing. And the thing is that we've built a product for the user and that is why we won the award last year from the Australian Mobile Awards because the design and the use of the product was considered best in class up against the international competitors Spotify and Pandora who were finalists in that with us. So it just recognised that the industry and the consumers who all voted thought that we were the best product. And that's been the whole thing all along the line is mm-hmm. to be a design-led product that's really simple to use. So reward has always been about um, been about giving back to our customers. And we started off with what we could control at that first, which was, okay, we've got a whole heap of downloads that we've purchased. We can give those back to our users mm-hmm. for certain, who have reached a certain level of consumption. But what we have coming up next, Trevor, is some really exciting stuff. I, Stop I, it. You're teasing I, me. The 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 design thing's very
0: The design thing I, I I have to congratulate you on. I mean I'm, I've been using the site for the the length of time we've been talking, five minutes, and right. I love your search page. It's just the bold, mm. big, bold, huge font is is what you see when you get and you're typing. It's fantastic. Let's get to the the announcement today. Uh, mm. A worldwide partner music partner agreement with Lenovo, which means that. Your service is going to be pre-installed on Lenovo devices, tablets, smartphones. Um, I guess you know in the in the in the in the next little while. That's a massive deal, given their acquisition of Motorola, given the the size of that organization in, in China, let alone uh, their global position. It is uh, it's a very very big deal for you guys.
4: It is. It's huge. It's, it's, I, when I came on board 12 months ago, I envisaged that we'd create a product that was market competitive. I envisaged that we'd build a fantastic team and that we'd have end to end excellence throughout the whole of the business. I did not envisage that I'd be sitting here talking to yourself and to other journalists today announcing such a wonderful deal that to me is just, it just really puts the cherry on the cake to show how much work has gone into this brand and this business over the last 12 to 18 months. And it's, it's a really good accolade for the, for the whole team that we've built that, you know, all my tech guys, the design guys, the product guys, even the marketing team, they've, they've done a really great job. And it it just, it just shows that a global brand has recognized that our best in class product is something that suits what their plans are. And together that we can provide a a really quality streaming product for for everybody's customers. So So it's great.
0: When should we expect to see, uh, Guevara as an icon on the, uh, Lenovo, Mo, Lenovo mobile devices uh, in the near future, what, what have we got a date?
4: Well, it's just, it, we're working to the details with Lenovo at the moment, but it's, within the next three to six months, we are, we've already designed everything. We've already got everything ready to go. It's a staggered rollout. Um, ultimately, we expect to have presence in all the countries that Lenovo has a presence in. We can't go any further than that at this stage, but it's... Uh, it's it's pretty attractive and and it's all emerging markets and it's uh it's very very it's very very exciting
0: it helps you grow your business and it helps them offer a quality product to their customers so it's kind of win-win for everyone i would guess um and as i say as a very very new user a very nice interface a good system and uh i don't think i'll make the top 10 i'll be honest but um i don't, <laughs> I don't listen to that much. and when i do listen to music it's the same five songs over and over again so it's pretty tragic <laughs> but,
4: but but, you um, might have to jump on there and start building, because uh, what we did launch this week was social, which is taking advantage of people's social, uh, social communities. And we're, we're, we're a social no, listen, product.
0: No one in my social community wants to listen to John Farnham. Okay, it's very simple. I'm a tragic individual, and and I'm aware of that. I'm I'm okay with my position in the tragic world. Um, Beautiful. I'll I'll discover some music as it comes along to me, but uh, there's plenty more people interested in uh, in music and music services than me. And uh, hopefully, some of them will be listening now and log on to, to, to Guevara, which is G-U-V-E-R-A. What's the What's the origin of the name, by the way?
4: Uh, it was created by our founder, and it's all about um, you know a bit of a play on words, a little bit of a play on the name for the music revolution.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> take your word for that. All right, I mate. I take his word
4: for it
2: too, mate.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, mate, congratulations <laughs> and uh, well done to the you. team. I look forward to following the progress and I look forward to getting Guevara on my Lenovo yoga tablet because I'm a massive fan of that
4: device. Awesome, Trevor. Great talking to you and uh, thanks very much for your time.
0: You're awake now, I know that. Uh, now, I, I, get, I play with a lot of tablets. Uh, Not the medicinal kind. Relax. You knew what I was talking about. Um, And, you know, my kids love raiding the studio here and trying to grab things, but never before has a tablet attracted as much attention as the Samsung Galaxy Tab 3 kids version. Now, you can put any tablet in a funky, cool cover, right? You know, we've got iPads in this house. Uh, and we have b- these big, bubbly covers on them that look cool, but they're also there so they don't break the bloody things. Um, but this is a smaller tablet. Uh, I'm going to say 8-inch, 7-inch screen. Uh, it is a 7-inch screen. Um, it is yellow, okay? So the, what you would normally see is kind of white on a Samsung tablet. It's yellow. So the back is yellow. The front edges are yellow. When you turn it on... The whole interface is cartoon-like. And, and you know what? So easy to use. Uh, the parental settings are fantastic. It also comes with some kind of soft covers that go around it that are in multiple colours and a little stand with a, with a pen as well, which I, I highly endorse the use of a, a touch pen for your kids because I, I don't think learning to draw with your finger is a smart way to go. We're not talking finger painting here. We're talking kids learning the alphabet with their finger. So the pen is cool. So uh, by default, though, um, it features a colorful rubber bumper, really cool menu like camera, video, gallery, games, um, create. There's all these fun uh, apps they can create stuff with. There's um, there's there's a few games preloaded. There's this train game that my kids love. You just control the speed of the train and the view, and you pull the train up at stations and you drive away, and you load it up, fill it up with water and different things. Just simple, really simple Puzzles, things like that um, there's the hair salon. oh, I mean, it's crazy the things there are on this thing just out of the box um, plus if you switch to normal mode uh, with a password, it's just a normal tablet, so by day it's the kids, and by night it's yours, so a really cool solution, a really cool solution to uh the problems of tablets in homes and because it is a problem people literally struggle because the kids want to play with their device and, uh, you know, they might ruin it. So highly recommend you check out the Samsung Galaxy Tab 3 Kids. Um, you know, it's a few hundred dollars, $399 maybe, um, but a really cool looking device for the kids will love. And, and I think it's good to encourage kids into these things, but just make sure that it's a safe environment for them and that the device is protected. They're the two things you need to be wary of when it comes to tablets and kids. Make sure it's a safe environment. Make sure it as a device is safe and um, you can enjoy the time that you ha- kids have on the device and you can even time limit it. There's so many things you can do uh, on this little device. Your um, your kids will, will love the fact that you're letting them use it but you can control so much about it that you will feel safe and relaxed as well. Check it out at uh, Sam- I think on the Samsung website. I'll have a review shortly on eftm.com.au And listening to Trevor Long on Your Tech Life, go to the website, eftm.com.au to get in touch.
3: G'day, Mark. Trevor, good evening. What can um, I do for you, mate? The
1: question,
3: question's about um, prepaid nano SIMs for iPhone 5s for mm. overseas. We went to um, Hawaii recently, and uh, we did get some $2 per day data, and sorry, data around um, phone and SMS SIMs for our phones, which were good for over there for that just calling each other locally in Hawaii, we'd like to go a step further and perhaps add data to those and is there any decent ones you can get before we go rather than muck around looking for cards over there?
0: Really, they're, they're, there's only two options these days in my opinion, uh, other than the, the doing your best while you're over there and you know acting like a local is always probably the cheapest way to go in terms of uh, you know going over there and getting a local sim card but it does lose you a day and a half just trying to find them and all that kind of jazz so plus you that don't know the,
3: time involved yeah. yeah and
0: you don't know the number before you go and those kind of things so um the the two options are travel sim uh which you can get at Australia Post uh when you, you pick it up you get a mobile number with it it's like an Estonian number or something like that uh, and then you, um, you know, you just top it up as a prepay. And I'm pretty sure they have a nano SIM option. Uh, I'd be amazed if they didn't. Um, the only issue there is, to be honest, mate, data, not a good thing. O- honestly, mm-hmm. any kind of prepaid will not give you good data. So if you really want mobile data, um, I don't advise the prepaid option because they'll sting you. And I think it's you know um, 11 cents per hundred kilobytes. So that means more like, uh, um, you know, a dollar a meg, um, which, you know, starts to really add up.
3: So work, probably yeah. well, not. And we're, we're starting off on Wi-Fi too, so probably just the SMS and uh, Well, that's and the thing. So if
0: if you know that you can, you can rely on the Wi-Fi, then a travel sim, it's like a $50 starter pack, uh, and then you might put, you know, you'll get a little bit of call credit with it, but you might put $25 of the credit on. Uh, you can receive calls, all the time, for no cost. Uh, you can make calls at very low rates and you can send texts at very low rates as well. Really simple way to go. You can let everyone know the number before you go. Great option. The other option is to to, to consider which carrier may offer roaming because it is actually a viable option these days. Who's your mobile carrier?
4: We're with Telstra.
0: Okay, not a viable option. <laughs> it's simple. You know, to, uh, Optus and Vodafone have reasonably good deals. I think Vodafone have the easiest to understand deals. And when I was in the US and you, you know, Hawaii is just the US, so yeah. it's no big deal. Um, when I was in the US recently, you know, I ended up paying 20, no, $30, um, for the week and a bit that I was there. Uh, and I was able to use for that full week, uh, my normal plan. I used gigabytes of data while I was over there because, um, it was the, the pay as you go act like you're at home plan. It was fantastic. Just such a good thing. So to be honest, are you on a contract?
3: Yes, we are. See, the reason being, at our
4: work and home, Telstra works best under the Yeah, right.
0: Well, that's that's the way it is. Then that's the way it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Def I mean, you should ring Telstra and check what their options are, because they may have fantastic options. But just just Good. be careful, mate. Just just always. I mean, I'd be happy to speak to you again once you've spoken to them to decipher what they say. But just be careful with any roaming because it's um you know always risky. So best option, travel sim. You can get them at Australia Post stores nice and easy, mate. You get a really long and weird phone number before you leave, but at least you can share that with everyone and you can send texts and make calls as you go along.
3: Wonderful. Thanks again for your
0: help. All right, mate. You stay really well, okay, buddy?
3: Goodbye, Trevor. Thank
0: you. Thanks, mate. Cheers. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM. Com.au. Talking technology without the jargon, Your, Your Tech Life,
1: Life with Trevor
0: Long. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life episode 228. Um, do me a favor, rate the show, go to iTunes, click on the link, say g'day, doesn't matter what it is. Um, send me an email if you want. Just uh, go to the website, eftm.com.au. But as I say, going into iTunes and uh, taking the time to, to rate the show helps other people find it. Um, so... A favor. Let other people know that you are listening to your tech life uh, on iTunes. Uh, and any questions, problems, qu- uh, anything you've got about technology, get in touch, say good day. Uh, go to the website, EFTM.com.au or call 1 800 157 157. Join Twitter, say good day. Don't just join and follow, join and say good day uh, at Trevor Long. Twitter.com forward slash Trevor is all you need to do to find me and say good day. Thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. Back again next week with Your Tech Life.